Project Borough is now available as a podcast on your chosen podcast providers so you can listen to every episode on the go. Simply go to the description of this video, click the link to the podcast provider of your choice and subscribe or follow Project Borough and you'll be able to find all episodes past, present and future right there for you to listen to on the go. Borough end the league leaders, impeccable 100% away record this season with the most impressive win yet. The Uruguayan curls one in. Oh, Middlesbrough take the lead! What is up, guys? Matthew here. Welcome to another episode of Project Borough, and today we are discussing. Borough's 1-0 win against the league leaders, Leicester City. The very side who, before last week, had won all but one of their opening games. They'd lost once at home to Hull earlier in the season, but other than that, had gone on to set records. They've gone the longest with a 100% away record. I don't know if it was six or seven away wins in a row. That was a record. They also were the most successful championship side ever at this point in a season. Have a squad worth over £100 million and simply shouldn't be in this division. They lost 1-0 at home to Leeds last week and rocked up at the Riverside and they lost 1-0 again. It was a Sam Greenwood absolute screamer in the 83rd minute that literally sent the Riverside bonkers. I mean, I, I, I ended up on, on my back. I was on the road behind me. My friend Johnny, who does the Borough Breakdown, was like on my shoulder. And then my fiance Liv, was kind of like on my <laughs> shoulder. And uh, the limbs and the reaction and the scenes at the end. I mean, it it is games like this that you... You, you watch and follow football for, you know, and it is typical Borough and I think a lot of Borough fans who've been Borough fans for many years and decades will know that we have a knack for losing to teams we shouldn't and beating the best. And Leicester, let's not beat around the bush, are the best team in the league. And we'll still probably go on to absolutely walk the league. I mean, I had them as my winners. I predicted they would go up as champions. I still have no doubts that they <clears throat> will do that. But um, yeah, at least when they play Borough, I'm delighted we got the better of them. And I, th- I think overall it was an absolutely fantastic performance from Borough. And the one thing that I was really intrigued by with this game was how Borough were going to set up. Because there won't be many teams this season who come to the Riverside and have a lot more possession than Borough. There won't be many, many, many sides who come up here at the Riverside and dominate the ball, dictate play... And have us under pressure for significant parts. Usually it's the other end of the, the scale. We're the ones who have got control. And the opposition are sitting back and you know hoping to take any chance that they get. But Borough were absolutely fantastic throughout. You know We were able to control the game without the ball. And that is a characteristic I've not seen under Michael Carrick at all, really. And, and that might be down to our style of play. That might be down to just the nature of how we play football and that we always want to take the game of the opposition and we like to have the ball. But it was so good to see that when Borough potentially go up against a side who will have more than us, have more quality than us, will dictate play more than us, we have a different side of our game where we can control the game 
without the ball. We can sit back in our shape. We can defend unbelievably well. We can limit the opposition to very, very small chances, but yet still create plenty ourselves at the other end. And that was the story of the game, essentially. You know, the first half, Leicester, as you'd expect, lots of the ball without ever really testing Senny Dieng. There was one or two moments where Senny had to pull off a really good save and the biggest was from a corner which was a Vestergaard header and the save from Senny was absolutely outstanding. He had to make one or two point-blank saves. I think Iannaccio might have had a shot that was straight at him early on or it might have been Jurisby Hall. I can't quite remember but um, yeah, no doubt about it. Senny had to make the odd save or two in the first half but there was never a point when Leicester cut through our defence or, you know, created anything substantial from their own making. A lot of the chances they got was from Borough playing out from the back. Leicester were pressing us really well. They were, I think as the first half was going on, they started to, to sort of realise what we were trying to do and they caught us out a few times and that led to a few Leicester chances. But that was that was mostly the story of their, their, their chances throughout the game. A lot of them were from Borough trying to plow it from the back, which is brave against a side like this, and losing the ball, which will happen. But whenever it did, our defenders stood up their attackers very, very well. And if they got a shot off, Senny Dieng was waiting for them. So, yeah, it was an interesting game. It really was. It was interesting to see Borough setting up in a different way, playing a different style, and how we would cope with Leicester City. And... I'd say for the first half an hour, 35 minutes, it was an evenish game. They did start to dictate and take over after the half hour mark, I would say. And there was a period where I was starting to wonder, you know, is it a matter of time before Leicester get themselves in front? But even amidst all of that, Borough was still very much in the game. And, and the final 10 minutes of the first half were ours. We really come into our own between the, the, the sort of half an hour mark and, and, and half time. And we carved open some really, really good chances for ourselves. Matt Crooks had two. The first one, which was a left-footed shot, which was quite weak. Um, and this was us pouncing on Leicester playing out from the back, which was straight at the goalkeeper. And then another one where he, you could say, maybe should have pulled the trigger after good work down the right-hand side. Still forced a good save out with their goalkeeper. And the best save from their end was from the resulting corner where Dale Fry headed near post. And it was a fantastic save. So I think it's safe to say the first half... Leicester edged it possession-wise, but we had just as many chances as they did. And I think both keepers deserved credit for the saves they made relative to the chances they come up against. But we went in nil-nil and I was delighted. I was delighted with the first half performance because, as I say, Borough was still in the game. More than still in the game. And, you know, an early Leicester goal or an early Leicester flurry or a lack of concentration or anything, a lack of discipline from Borough early on could have you know, really, really sent things into a bit of a spiral. And if Leicester had got that early goal, the game would have gone. You know, and honestly, I said this, if Leicester had got one, I would never have foreseen Borough getting two. So we could not afford to concede to them first and especially do it early. So it was so good to see that straight from the off, we were at it. You know, it's not like they caught us out coming out the blocks fast. We were right up to the the pace of the game and we were able to match them intensity-wise. And we were brilliant in that first half. Second half, I think it was more of the same. We weren't as creative in the second half. And I, I was starting to see a similar pattern to what I've seen from Leicester throughout the season. And I mentioned this in a lot of the championship videos I've done. But 
it's it's not just luck that this happens with Leicester. And it's easy to maybe see this and say this, you know, when you're looking at them from afar and you don't watch them every week, that, oh, they just get goals every week. Their quality shows, they'll pull a goal out of nowhere and it gets them out of trouble. But I saw firsthand Leicester and the quality they have and the depth they have off the bench, you can completely see why when it gets to the second half and they're in that final half an hour, they just have that little bit extra that a lot of teams don't. And they can bring on, Ed, you know, Jamie Vardy off the bench. They brought on another winger who was really, really nippy on the right-hand side. And they just keep the ball and they keep coming and coming and coming. And it takes unbelievable levels of discipline, concentration and good defending to maintain that they don't pull you apart. And as the second half went on and on and we were getting towards the 70th minute, 75th minute, Leicester really started dictating and... What the problem was is the game started opening up and I've heard this from a lot of opposition fans. When the game opens up, Leicester start to really come into their own and that's when they pick you off. They'll find a chance, they'll carve you open and they'll get the winning goal. It's happened so often this season and I was starting to worry it was going to happen again. But we still defended so, so, so well and limited them to any big chances. The one few chances that did come again from Borough playing out from the back, Senny Dieng was equal to, he made a great save. I think Ian Acho, um, I think someone nicked the ball high up and Ian Acho had a shot that was saved. He was also played through, he dinked the ball over Dieng who I think got a hand to it and it hit the, um, the outside of the post. So they were coming and I thought, you know, what I, what I believe was Leicester... It was happening in front of my very eyes and it seemed like a goal was imminent. Borough just couldn't quite you know, remain at that level. We didn't quite have the same level of quality coming off the bench. I thought a 1-0 Leicester goal was inevitable. And then something remarkable happened. Borough, who kept going up the other end, we, we kept catching them and, and we kept creating and, and posing them a problem. We won a free kick and <laughs> it was a really strange sort of, you know, a strange number of events because I think, I don't know who it was who was fouled, but there was an advantage there because the ball was played into Engel after the foul was committed and Engel was in the Leicester box and he was charging at the box towards the goalkeeper and the referee blew his whistle and the whole stadium went absolutely nuts because the referee had basically dismissed and called back the foul when we had an unbelievable advantage. And I remember the chance of you don't know what you're doing, people were kicking off, and the referee had had a poor game up until this point, in my opinion. And it just felt like that could have been the moment. And he pulled it back for a free kick, which was 25 to 30 yards out. And I kept saying to Johnny, and we were saying during the game, you know, the only way Borough were probably going to win the game, with how the second half was going, was through a moment. You know, we were never, ever going to take control of the game, we were never going to suddenly have all the possession and have all of the control, it was very much Leicester coming wave after wave after wave, Borough having to defend time and time again and then maybe we go up the other end and catch them out or maybe we get Latilath on a counter or something like that but the moment come because Sam Greenwood, a free kick, a good distance out and at I can't remember the last time a Borough player scored directly from a free kick. Honestly, even if we have a free kick outside the box on the edge, we'll always try and cross it. We'll always try and tippy-tappy it through. And if we do try and take a shot, it'll hit the wall. Like Sam Greenwood's earlier free kick did. 
And I just thought, you know, he's going to take this. It's probably going to hit the wall or go miles over the bar. And it went in the top bin, up, over, in, off the post. And I've got to tell you, the stadium went absolutely crazy. It was one of them moments where you you just have to take it in and look, sit back and go, oh my God, what a goal. What a free kick and a goal worthy of winning any game at any level. It was a beautiful goal. I've watched it a thousand times and that was the moment Borough needed. It was a just such a fantastic moment. It's the you know they're the moments you watch and support football. They're the moments you live for when you go and you pay your money to watch your football club every week. It was special, and the timing of it was great as well because at that point Borough were for the first time in the game on the ropes a little bit. You know, as I mentioned prior, Leicester had all the ball, but Borough weren't ever under pressure. We felt composed. We felt like we were in a good structure and a good shape. We were untroubled. They started really pulling the strings. They brought Jamie Vardy on as well as an additional striker. They were finding gaps. It felt like they were going to carve us up at any point. And then we get that goal and we hung on and saw the game out really, really well. And we beat Leicester City by one goal to nil. They'd won every single away game up until this point. Scoring goals for fun, a fantastic defence until they come to the Riverside and the Borough go and beat them. So this was the team. And I guess there wasn't much surprise to see that the team was relatively unchanged from the games that we've had previous when we've played pretty damn well. Also, but Senny Dieng was in goal. The back four, of course, was Engel, McNair, Fry and Vandenberg with the likes of Lenahan still out. House and Hackney were in the midfield. And because the likes of McGree are still out, we've got Greenwood, Crooks, Jones and Josh Coburn kept his place over Latte Lath. And there were some unbelievable performances in here. I mean, Senny Dieng, I've mentioned a thousand times. I mean, I, he's becoming my favourite Borough player. I love Senny Dieng so much. And he, when called upon today, was outstanding. As I've mentioned, some of the saves he made from Iannaccio, the header from Vestergaard, you know, first half, if he doesn't make them saves, it's a different game. So Senny, as always, fantastic goalkeeper great playing the ball out from the back and continues to be a revelation to be honest with you and and for all the the slating and the laughs we got from QPR fans at the start of the season when they laughed at us from signing him he I think we've had the pants down to be honest with you he has been outstanding and for me he's our best goalkeeper since we had Darren Randolph in 2019 honestly he's fantastic and the back four they were immense from one side to the other. I mean, the centre-backs were amazing. Dale Fry, Marshall, Dinacho, he followed him everywhere. He made some fantastic challenges. He won his aerial battles. McNair did as well. You know, whenever they were getting ran at, they kept their feet. They didn't dive in and they made sure they put the challenge in at the right time. And they were both outstanding. And Lucas Engel as well. Brilliant down the left. You know, he got done a few times because they have really, really quick wingers, but he was fantastic at left back and did a wonderful job defensively. But I want to point out Rav Vandenberg specifically. Now, he had a bit of a nightmare against Plymouth last week. This was one of the best fullback performances I've seen in a very long time. He was out of this world. And he's not the quickest, but he, the best defenders. They don't have the pace 
But even if they do have, they, they still seem to be one step ahead. They can read the game. They can sense danger that little bit early, so they don't need their pace to make up for it. They sense the danger. And Rav, he seemed to have that here. You know, when when he needed to, you know, to chase down the, the winger and keep up his pace and his timing of tackle was great. But there were so many times where they would try and get him down the outside, the inside, and he was right there, challenging, great tackles. He was honestly outstanding for a 19-year-old you know, first season in the championship, going up against the wingers that Leicester have, Rav Vandenberg was unreal. And we have a serious, serious talent on our hands. And he's not even naturally a right back as well. That's the scary thing. Honestly, Rav, I just cannot, you know, think of the superlatives to describe his performance. He was incredible. What a star he is. The midfield, I think, did really well too, given the fact we were going up against Dewsbury Hall, who's probably one of the best players in the league, Harry Winks, who shouldn't even be at this level. Howson was fantastic. He, he managed the midfield really, really well. Hackney was a little bit absent in this game. I think he was probably the one Borough player who you didn't really notice as much um, in the midfield, but still, I think, played his part in a very good defensive performance. And the front three, I think, did pretty well too. I think Isaiah Jones was okay going forward, but what I want to say about him and Greenwood is they were very, very good going back. And we've mentioned this a few times in the past, but Engel and Vandenberg have sometimes been left out to dry a little bit when they've come up against full uh, come up against wingers, especially in the last home game, which we lost to Stoke. You know, both instances of their goals, the fullbacks were left in 2v1s, and that was why we conceded. But today, Greenwood helped Engel, he helped double up, they were both fantastic defensively. Same with Jones and Vandenberg. And it was great to see, especially going forward when we will play teams with tricky wingers. But then going the other way as well, Azai might have not had his best game creatively, but he got a couple of their players booked by being a menace down the right-hand side and um, kept them honest, which was great. And Sam Greenwood, I wouldn't say overall had the best game, but when you score a winner like that, you can't not praise him and... He doesn't seem to ever have a really good 90-minute spell, but he keeps coming up with crucial goals and crucial assists, and you simply cannot take him out of the team because he just pops up when we need him with great moments of magic and goals. So for me, Sam Greenwood, apparently we've got an option to buy him for 1.5 million. For me, that seems like a snip at the moment. Up front, we had Matt Crooks and Josh Corburn, and... I think Crooks did well. I think there were times in the first half where he was a bit too slow on the ball, kept hold of it for too long, wasn't quite up to the pace, I guess, of the players around him, but he still had two really good chances, and that shows how good he is at getting into the right positions behind the striker, but did go off second half, understandably, for Rodgers. And then Corburn as well. I was sceptical of him starting this game up against Feiss and Vestergaard because I just thought with Leicester's unbelievable defence they would have an easy day. But Josh Corburn put in a wonderful, wonderful shift and he held the ball extremely well. He battled, he wrestled, he fought for every ball. He brought his teammates into play and given the fact he's a 19-year-old or 20-year-old kid and he's going up against experienced Premier League defenders, he showed that he is up to the task today and again, it wasn't a game where he got goals or assists or his stats might not be good. But when you watch the game and you see Josh's contribution, I thought he was absolutely amazing. And the subs. And you know what? There wasn't much to say about the subs, but what I will say is the timing of them was fantastic by Carrick. And it's not always the case that his, his timing for subs is 
or bang on. I find sometimes Carrick can be five or ten minutes too late with a few changes, but he brought Rogers on, I think, at a good time to you know in, in place of Crooks. Lath come on for Josh Coburn in the second half, which was good because that was when they were starting to really get on top and it gave us an out ball, it gave us someone in behind, it gave us someone to play down the channels and it got us up the pitch. That was a great substitution. And then obviously Dyke Steele was brought on after we scored to give us a back five and that helped us cling on to the lead. So yeah, very good substitutions from Carrick, very well timed. And uh, this is how the game sort of looked. So as you can see, the momentum throughout... Leicester had most of it, as you'd imagine, especially second half. But as I say, even with the momentum, Borough still had spells where they created. And this this is the telling stat that I mean. So Leicester had 67% of the ball. They had 12 shots. But they didn't have as high of an XG as we did. We had a higher XG. We had more shots on target than they did. We had equally as many big chances scored and missed. And that, for me, just proves that despite not controlling the ball, having the possession, we still controlled the game without it and still was able to be as creative without the ball as we have been with it, which is such a good sign for us going forward. To have that alternative style and tactic inside to our game is absolutely amazing. And you won't see teams out past Borough by this amount throughout a game, but... It's not about how much you have the ball, it's what you do with it. And we, I think, made the most of what we had. Leicester didn't, because Borough's defence was absolutely outstanding. So, that was Borough's first win over Leicester, I think, in 14 attempts, which, yeah, is a, is a monkey off our back. And this is how it leaves the championship table. So, as it stands, obviously the gap at the top is still quite substantial because of the wonderful start that Leicester and Ipswich have had, but... It's certainly making the championship a little bit more competitive up that end of the table. And you could say from Leeds down, the fight is on for the playoffs. I think maybe Leeds and Southampton, you could argue, are a little bit clear. But Preston on 28, all the way down to Borough on 24. It's a very, very interesting fight for the top six. And I think it's them final two positions that are up for grabs. I think Leeds and Southampton are going to probably stay there. Ipswich, I think, will still stay there, even if they have a drop-off, because... They had such a good start. They'll still, if anything, worst case scenario, drop into the top six. So for me, it's fifth and sixth for up for grabs and Preston 28, all the way down to Borough on 24. It's going to be really intriguing to see how this battle goes on as we come back from the international break, of course. And it's busy. Obviously, January is a really, really busy period. But yeah, as for Borough... This was a tricky spell. This was a really, really tricky spell for us. And we were able to negotiate it with a good a good point away last weekend, which we arguably should have won at Plymouth. We beat Leicester as well. And prior to that, other than the loss to Stoke, win after win after win after win after win. So we are in fantastic form. We're in the quarterfinal of the League Cup. And we come back. And it is... A tough run. You know, Bristol City away is a bogey ground. I never like going there, but I think we'll do the job against Preston. Leeds will be difficult, don't get me wrong. But then we've got home games to Ipswich, who I, ba I back us at home to Ipswich and Hull, um, you know, before heading to Swansea. So December's going to be huge, but I am happy for the international break because I feel like we have got a lot of players who are injured. And as much as I don't like the international breaks, it will give a lot of the players a chance to recharge, rest up, come back and 
allow us to really go for it going into the December period. But uh, momentum is good. We're playing well. We've beaten the best team in the league. And it's safe to say things are looking up for the Borough and the fight for the playoffs is well and truly on. But they are my thoughts on Borough's win over Leicester, so do let me know your thoughts in the comments section below. Your thoughts on Borough's win over Leicester, whether you're a Borough fan or a Leicester fan or a neutral, do let me know your thoughts in the comments section below. And as always, do give the video a like, it really helps support the channel out and subscribe. If you're new, we do of course do Project Borough's viewing every single game here on the channel. And if you're a fan of other content like gaming content too, I have got a Project Borough FM save on the channel currently where we're actually fighting Leicester for the title in the championship as well as a cool Road to Glory series as well. And because we're heading into the international break now as well, I will be bringing out some more varied championship and football related content too. So keep your eye out and subscribe for that. But until next time, guys, a big thank you for watching. Do take care and I'll see you all in the next one. Up the Borough.